1: Welcome to the Monday roto Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Litarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can follow me at jakeski fifty two. Chris, we've got a lot of aces on the mound tonight. Uh, Most notably, we've got a game on the West Coast, uh, Clayton Kershaw against Steven Strasburg. Kershaw 13K, Strasburg 10-8. Also, Madison Bumgarner taking the hill tonight. He has a $12,000 price tag. So it's really intriguing. Now, one thing FanDuel's been doing lately is for hitters going up against these pitchers, so you're going to have Dodger hitters, National hitters, um, and of course Pirates hitters, they're falling down a minimum price I think the Pirates have some of the most stark examples here when you're looking at guys like Josh Harrison 2200 Jung Ho Gong 2300 even though there's a good lefty righty I guess there's the platoon advantage there how do you typically approach situations like this do you see these as an opportunity to maybe get some salary relief or do you kind of look towards the other games we have three games with a nine and a half over under or higher tonight to target so do you Will you consider using some of these minimum price hitters? And if so, will you only do it with one of your spots, maybe two? How do you typically approach that?
2: Yeah, I believe you have to just evaluate on a case by case basis. Sometimes you're able mm-hmm. to. Sometimes it is beneficial to bring and put in a guy like like Kong who has some power. There's a few guys that have some upside that you have. You have Bryce Harper at three thousand tonight. So I mean, you're not going to get him that much cheaper ever, really, yeah, never anywhere else. that low. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where uh, I, there are some spots where you can pick out guys that have upside, and these hitters, while they are elite, they are still hittable from time to time. There are there are guys that can hit to them. I mean, obviously, they're not perfect, so you're going to have maybe a guy or two that can go off, and if you're willing to take a risk and hope that it's that guy, you can get some relief with guys that have some upside there.
1: Yeah, right on. I mean, they're, I mean Madison Bumgarner... Stud this year by by all means, but I mean he has been scored on. He's not untouchable completely, so there are opportunities here that you want to think of. I mean he does have an ERA under two, but you know I'm I'm not suggesting go against Madison Bogart or target that specifically. But if you wanted to use a batter two, in there, I mean, there was a start where he gave up four runs this year. I mean, it happens from time to time, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're going to get shut out. So, but again, I wouldn't do that way too much. Uh, you know, maybe look at Harrison, maybe look at Gung, but not use both of them because here's the deal, Chris. I mean, if you want to use Kershaw or Baumgartner tonight, you have to pay up thirteen or twelve thousand dollars respectively. Uh, if you're going to get your pitchers for a cash game this evening, do you have a preference between those two? Do you go to Strauss or do you like the middle tier?
2: Uh, I'm actually, for cash game pitchers, I will go into that top tier, and I do like Madison Bumgarner at 12000 He is 1000 cheaper. He actually, look at it, he has a better pitching matchup by far over Kershaw. Kershaw is 1000 more going against Strasburg and a better lineup overall, I would say, mm-hmm. in the Nationals. Um, and you have Bumgarner, who is a heavy favorite against Jeff Locke and the Pirates. Uh, Bumgarner hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of his past 10 starts. He's had double digits. He has double digit strike upside. He's done that three times in the past ten games. And the Giants are, like I mentioned, they're minus one seventy three. They're heavy favorites in Pittsburgh. So uh, Jeff Locke has also allowed eighteen runs in his last two starts. So even if Bumgarner were to get touched up a little bit more, Mm -hmm. he still has. I mean, I could see the Giants putting up a lot of runs against Locke to the point where Bumgarner can get the win, and Mm -hmm. he's. And that's huge. Is like getting. If you're going to go cash pitcher, you want to get one that's going to get a win at least, and Bumgarner has probably one of the probably the best chance of all pitchers tonight, I would say, maybe to get that win. And uh, the, while the Pirates have a decent, uh, a solid WOBA weighted on base average against left-handers this year, they also have the highest uh, batting average on balls in play in the league at 340 against them. And uh, the Pirates are also striking out a 24.7% clip against Southpaws this year. And uh the strikeout rate it remains high over the last couple of weeks. They're at twenty six point five percent over the last two weeks. and that um, that weighted on base average that I discussed before is actually second worst in the in the majors over the last two weeks as as are the uh, weighted runs created plus, which mm-hmm. is a couple of good metrics to use when you're looking at some of the daily plays.
1: Yeah, right on. I'll, I'll throw some numbers out like that in a second here, Chris. But one of the best points that I think you made there is win probability and that being such a huge factor with cash games. And I'm thinking along the same mindset with my cash game pick. Now, you know you know normally I'm a Kershaw guy through and through. I can't argue with you. If you want to use Kershaw in your lineup, I, I think he is he's simply the safest pay, play. He's by far the best pitcher in baseball and probably a leading MVP candidate right now. That being said, I think I'm going to try to save some money tonight and go back to your win probability diagnosis there and take Stephen Wright of the Red Sox, who's going up against the White Sox. There's a lot of reason for this. First of all, momentum, Wright has won five games in a row. And also, you want to talk about biggest favorites. I looked this morning... The Red Sox were minus 200 favorites, and a couple hours later, I'm looking right now, minus 205 favorites. So, I mean, that's as high as you're going to see in a baseball game just about ever. I mean, the Red Sox have a home matchup against Miguel Gonzalez now. The wind is apparently blowing out at Fenway tonight if you look at the weather early on, so that's uh, something to watch out. But I think Gonzalez gets hurt by that a lot more than right in his 2 ERA here, so there's that. And then the White Sox offensively, just they've been struggling quite a bit lately. And I'm going to go back to some of those metrics that you mentioned earlier. If you narrow it down to the last 30 days, the White Sox have the third worst overall weighted on base percentage at 290 and weighted runs created plus at 78 when you know you got to think of 100 as the league average there, also striking out at a 23 percent clip over that span actually a little more than that so the White Sox even after a really hot start to the season they've cooled off considerably of late so I trust Vegas I trust the Red Sox and their offense I don't trust Miguel Gonzalez and I don't trust the White Sox bats so for that reason Stephen Wright at 9,400 saves you three four thousand dollars from some of those aces but also uh, gives you a pretty good win probability now granted the strikeout upside's not there. He's probably not going to have the potential for 12 14 strikeouts like someone like Herschar Baumgarner might, but you're getting a win there in 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 a pretty safe and, and I'd feel pretty safe about it. so that's why I would go ahead and go after some Stephen Wright tonight there. All right. If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much Chris and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We always want to deliver great content to our listeners. The best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping us out. Visit www.mylistenerstudy.com and tell us about yourself. That's mylistenerstudy.com. We'll learn more about you. You'll get a chance to win a Chromecast. That's what I call a win-win situation. Visit mylistenerstudy.com. Hey, man, a free Chromecast, that's not a bad deal. How else do you watch the NBA Finals and Game of Thrones at the same time in the evening here? Just got to throw that out here, Chris. Well... I'm going to move on to the hitters aspect. And uh, I mentioned some games with the high over-unders. You've got the White Sox, Red Sox over-under 10, Mariners, Tigers over-under 10, Orioles, Rangers over-under 9.5. Do you have a favorite stacking play or are you looking
2: kind of one-by-one one here today, Chris? One of the stacks I go with Probably the you got to look at the Red Sox at home against Mike uh, against Miguel Gonzalez there. Mm-hmm. They just too many good bats in that lineup. Obviously you have to pay up for them though. So if mm-hmm. you're gonna if you're gonna do a stack of them, I also don't mind the Orioles against Derek Holland. He's a guy who pitches generally to contact, especially righties. You're looking at so there's a few guys there. But I'm sure we'll mention some of the guys that are in these stacks in our picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can yeah. see a couple. Uh, there's a, a fair number of options to go with even. I Mariners going against Mike Pelfrey is always a decent option too. So there's there's plenty of good a good lot stacks of stacks
1: today. in play. For as many aces that are on the mound tonight, there are good stacks as well. I mentioned the wind blowing out at Fenway. The Red Sox might not be a bad bet, but man, if you want to get Poppy and Hanram and some of those other guys here in your lineup, then you're not going to be able to use one of those aces. So it's something to consider. I also really like using a Mariner stack against Pelfrey. I think they touch him up quite a bit tonight. Both Robinson Cano and Kyle Seager are both good options here. But let's go position by position. You got a favorite catcher tonight, Chris?
2: Yeah, I had a couple mentioned here. Uh, one of them is uh, Robinson Cano. We got the Tigers actually and the other, er, sorry, the the Rangers on the uh, opposite side of the game with Baltimore going against uh, Kevin Gaussman. He's... Uh, Chirinos, Chirinos, or? right i think you yes. said cano the first time Did around no, just making My, sure robinson, hey, robinson cano a
1: good play tonight too we'll get there eventually <laughs> yes. let's hear
2: about Chirinos. Though. Chirinos is what i meant to say sorry um yes he has uh he has three home runs in the past week and the salary hasn't really uh reflected that at this point so still sitting at 2400 um and he's going a hitter friendly globe globe life park it may have been um Having looked at it now, I believe Torinos may have been two weeks that hit two the three home runs, but regardless, mm-hmm. it's still. Well he's short just time coming frame. back too. Yes. You know, he's
1: starting to get acclimated. Yes. So the price probably isn't what it could be. Yes. With the-
2: and and you look at Gaussman, he's also allowed eleven home runs this this year in sixty three mm-hmm. innings. So it's a it's a relatively high home run rate. Obviously, there are other good bats in the Texas Rangers order too that can hit some of those home runs too. But um you're getting a good cheap bat here with a guy who has some power out of the catcher position at a good price. So and a good hitter friendly environment. So you have some factors working in his favor at 2400. I like him. And the other guy I had is uh Buster Posey going against mm-hmm. Jeff Locke at 3800. Uh Posey's hitting over 500 in the past week and Locke has been terrible as I mentioned before. Um and you look at him, Posey has an 875 OPS against lefties this season. So there's, I, I really like Buster Posey. Of of some of those uh, giants, the potential for some giants uh, hitters there, he's probably the best option out of those guys if you're paying up for the, for the big guys in their mm-hmm. order. He's yep. probably the best option, I would think.
1: Yeah, I do fully agree with Posey. I think he'll probably... He's the safest bet to score the most points. That's why he's the highest price, and I 100% agree with that. Uh, He was my first choice on XM Radio this morning. But another catcher that I want to throw out here, who it looks like Joe Madden said he'll get to start tonight with John Lackey on the mound, and that's Wilson Contreras of the Cubs. They called him up recently. He has over 1,000 OPS in the minors and over 200 at-bats to go with. So he's having a good year. Granted, that is the hitter-friendly Pacific Coast League. But nonetheless... At 2,200, I think he's going to be the highest-owned catcher uh, this evening on FanDuel. So, uh, I mean, he's it's just too hard to pass up a guy like Contreras. And 2,200 helps you fit some of those aces in your lineup. So 3-4 uh, at-bats, probably good chance to get some hits. Uh, he does have nine home runs already in the minors. So solid bat uh, that you know maybe pitchers don't quite know how to pitch to yet. And should be able to get you some money here. uh, I mean, some points and some value. I guess some bang for your buck. Uh, What about first base, Chris? This is usually a position people like to pay up for. Are you paying up here, or do you got any value plays in mind?
2: I have one that I feel is a value play today. I mean, a lot. I I guarantee, or I'm guessing, a lot of people are going with the more expensive Boston first baseman this week uh, or tonight. But uh, one of the guys that I'm looking at is is the cheaper of the two. You got Hanley Ramirez sitting at 3100 against Miguel Gonzalez. So you have uh there's a lot of hitter friendly matchups as you said. But uh, I'd like to provide some salary relief here from the people that are looking at Ortiz. Ramirez has faced uh, Gonzalez seven times and he's already homered twice in seven at bats. Obviously it's a limited sample size, but obviously he sees him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's another guy who's been hot of late. He has an 875 OPS in the last seven days. So, you got a couple of factors working his in his favor tonight that I I like him. He's in. He's going to be in the lineup at first base. He hits in the middle of that order that we like the Boston potential to, as as another guy tonight to stack. Boston's mm-hmm. one of those teams, so I could see him if you're looking to stack. He's a little one of the cheaper guys in that order that you could stack in there.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, you can't go wrong with any Red Sox hitter. I can't really argue too much with anyone who wants to use a Red Sox hitter of any caliber. I mean, I do think, I mean, Poppy is going to have himself a good amount of fantasy points in this game as well. But if you're looking for a lot of salary relief, maybe Adam Lind going up against Palfrey. He'll finally get the start. I mean, Dejo Lee started four of the last five for the Mariners, but all of those have been in a uh, against a left-handed pitcher. So I'm guessing Lind gets back in the lineup with the right-hander on the mound. And Pelfrey is one of the one of the poorest starters that has some job security, I think, in the majors. So I think you, you want to stack uh, Mariners tonight, and Adam Lind is a pretty good option here. Now, we kind of alluded to the second-base position in the beginning, suggesting maybe Josh Harrison at a minimum price of 2200 But But uh, did you have any other second-baseman value plays if you want to, say, you're starting Bumgarner and want to avoid some of those Pirates infielders?
2: one of the guys that i have uh marked down here is actually daniel murphy sitting at 2500 he's going against kershaw i know he's your boy but i i mean there's never a ton of guys to target against kershaw cuz he doesn't allow many runs many hits and m- much of anything but uh you're getting a you have a chance of getting a quality hitter in daniel murphy it is the lefty lefty matchup which again could scare a lot of people away but He's still a good hitter even against left-handed pitching. There, aren't, there isn't a huge disparity. He actually has an 879 OPS against lefties this year. Mm-hmm. So he's a decent hitter against lefties, and you're getting him at 2,500 when he generally sits – at least mid to high 3,000s, I would believe. Yeah, if I remember
1: correctly, he's homered against Kershaw in the past, right? Uh, or maybe not. not. I'm not I, I guess they not, don't get I to face have each to other at times. But it's, it's but, possible uh, he has. But, but, yeah, for some reason that seems familiar. And also, if for whatever reason the Dodgers want to use a pitch count or some some, some do something stupid with Kershaw, he might get a couple at-bats against the bullpen, which won't hurt, although I'm guessing that is a little bit unlikely there. Um, as far as second base for me, Cano's my top option. I know he's the third highest priced second baseman, and you have to pay up four thousand for him. But he's uh, he, he he you have to use him. I think. Uh, I I mean, maybe as close to a lock as as you can get. I just think the lefty righty matchup here. I'm actually trying to use Canoe and Seeger. Seeger a little bit more friendly on the wallet with a thirty five hundred dollar price tag. But Cano at four thousand can't go wrong there. But if you do need to save some money. I suggested Harrison against Baumgarner. That's probably shaky. I don't mind using jerks pro Profire at 2,900 if he starts. Otherwise, the more I think about it, a better play than Josh Harrison is probably Colton Wong at 2,100. Uh, especially he... I'm guessing he'll get the start against the right-handed pitcher. Uh, he's been playing some center field lately so as a way to get him more playing time and keep him at the major league level. So Wong at 2,100 is a decent option for salary relief. Of course, you want to check those lineups on RotoWire wire just to uh, make 100% sure he is starting. Let's move on to third base, though, Chris. Who are you looking at this evening?
2: Yeah, I had a couple guys in here, and one of them is one of the against the uh, ace and the pitcher that I actually... Targeted in cash games in in uh, Bumgarner, but we'll start with Chris Bryant. He's at thirty nine hundred, going against Jaime Garcia. Garcia's allowed three home runs in his last in eleven innings in his last two starts, so he's he's allowing some home runs there. And you have Bryant, who has a nine twenty six OPS against lefties this season. So you got I, I really like Bryant. Obviously, you have to spend up for him. So if you have a top tier pitcher, you may have to go cheap at other positions if you want to go tier top tier pitcher and Bryant in the lineup. But uh, I definitely think that Chris Bryan is a good option tonight. And the other guy I have is Jung Ho Kang, who we discussed a little bit earlier. He's at 2,300 going against Bumgarner. He has an OPS over 1,000 against Southpaws this year, and he has three home runs and 34 at-bats. It is definitely a, um, a tough matchup with Bumgarner, but he has a fair a lot of upside potential there. He has a lot of power among third basemen. And he's at a really cheap price, so you have some a lot of upside. obviously you're not going to get a, a ton of probably a ton of runs from the whole team, so there may not be a lot of potential for RBI um, mm-hmm. overall, but you, I could see you know one or two guys- uh, getting some points off of him, and Jung Ho Kong I could see being one of them.
1: Yeah, right on. I mean, I, I kind of already gave away my third base pick with Seager, but I want to go back to your Chris Bryant pick. That's an excellent choice. You can't go wrong there. And that's a good segue into my shortstop pick of the day because I really like Javi Baez at 2,900. Should be getting the start against Jaime Garcia, and you mentioned the home run prowess of late. H- Javi Baez is a solid option at shortstop for under 3,000. Allows you to do some other types of things with your lineup. I mean, are you in the Javi Baez camp today, or are you looking elsewhere for shortstop?
2: I'm looking a little elsewhere, but uh, he is a little cheaper than Baez. Uh, one of the guys I'm looking at is Catel Marte. He's hitting. He's sitting at 2,500, and he's been leading off for the the Mariners recently. And he, his points are not going to come from home runs. He doesn't have a ton of power, but he does have a fair amount of speed, and he's gonna. He has a chance to get on base in front of some of their better bats. Uh, he has good chance to score some runs and he has potential for stolen bases. Mike Pelfrey's allowed eight of them this year. So that's one guy I'm looking mm-hmm. at um, at a cheap price and at the top of the order. Mm-hmm. And the other guy I mentioned really quickly, Trevor Story, potentially at 2800 He's really close at, um, at to Javi Baez. He's 100 cheaper. He's facing Paul Clemens, who's coming up from the minors, who really hasn't been spectacular in kind the of minors. And a player. Year. So he's, yes, he's not. He hasn't been um there's nothing that stands out he wasn't a top prospect or anything and story while the game is in marlins park so you do have to take that into account it's not coors field but he does have enough power i believe to hit it out of, Mar- mm-hmm. of, of marlin's park and and as i mentioned he's not that good and he struggled uh, or clements isn't that good and he's struggled with home runs in his first two stints he's had in the majors so he's given up a, a fair number of home runs that mm-hmm. and that could benefit some of those Rockies hitters and Story could be one of them at twenty eight hundred.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Now, while I while we do these shows, I always am kind of tinkering around with my FanDuel lineup, trying to see what other possibilities work. And I like the Kettle Marte suggestion because it allowed me to decrease I I, I took Baez out saved $400 by getting Kettle Marte in and that allowed me to compose an outfield with both Mark Trumbo and Adam Jones in it I think uh, those are the best options here if we're looking at an Orioles stack Uh, a couple of right-handed hitters against uh, against Derek Holland here in a hitter-friendly stadium here so I think Trumbo actually DVR and I on the XM show this morning decided that Trumbo is the chalk play of the day today I mean if you go look at his batter versus pitcher 45 at bats that's plenty of a sample size he's 14 for 35 with five home runs over a thousand ops you know he gets the he gets the hitter friendly environment and he gets probably a worse there column than what he's had build this up in the past so i think there's better than a 50 50 chance trumbo hits one out tonight possibly multiple homers with how he's been performing lately and then throwing that kind of stack out there i really do like um i really do like adam jones uh to uh you know, leading off, he has in his last 17 games, I believe he has um, eight home runs in his last 17 games. So he's getting there. And over that span, 924 OPS. So he's finally starting to pick it up a little bit. The season slash line doesn't look great, but uh, Jones is starting to pick it up a little bit at the plate, and I think that platoon is good. Another matchup that I that I do like is um, Marcelo Zuna at 3400. Just want to throw that out here. And because I used Wilson Cor- Contreras and I skipped the aces and used Steven Wright in my lineup, I was able to get a lineup with Jones and Trumbo and then a big time Mariner stack of Marte, Seeger, Cano and Lynn. So I think uh, I, I found I feel really good about this lineup tonight. I'm about to go enter it in a lot of places in just a few minutes here. But uh, as far as outfielders go, Chris, who are uh, who are you looking at in particular?
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Trumbo. He was one of the three I had uh, listed on here as well. He's sitting at 3,600 against Holland, and as I mentioned before, Holland's a guy who pitches to contact, and all of his damage has come against uh, righties. Pretty much, he's allowed I I believe he's allowed 10 home runs on the year, nine of them are to right-handed batters. So, if you're looking for a guy, looking for guys to go with, as you mentioned, Adam Jones and and uh, Mark Trumbo, both at 3,600, good. That's a pretty. Even, I feel like there's a lot of room for value even at that price. Mm-hmm. And while Trumbo splits against lefties haven't been extremely favorable this year, overall in his career, lefties are the way. This is his bread and butter. He hits lefties really well against. Uh, so mm-hmm. the other guys I've uh, I have mentioned uh Stanton sitting at 3200 he's going against Jorge De La Rosa and he now has points in his last 3 games so you have a little bit of a floor potentially so you mm-hmm. the, and and uh doesn't rule him out of
1: cash games yes
2: so uh and he certainly certainly has power so i mean you don't have to worry about a power it, it, and eventually he's going to hit one out here and i could see it coming tonight i've i've been he's due chris him. right some point he's, he's due. due he's been due for a very long time now but uh It hasn't it hasn't happened yet. But it's funny.
1: Last week at this time, we were talking about the Giancarlo Stanton trap. He's twenty nine hundred. Don't do it. It's a trap. But there's a chance the matchup is good tonight. So if you do want to go in the direction with the Marlins stack, I could see getting both Stanton and Ozuna involved if you if you don't agree with us on the Orioles. But I think we can agree that Trumbull's the chalk play of the night.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yes, and then the one last guy that I had to mention potentially is Corey Dickerson, sitting at three thousand. He's another guy that's relatively cheap with a, and he's got a source of big power too. Mm-hmm. um He's I would stay away from him in cash games because he has a potential, a lot of potential to score zero. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a, a lot of risk there. But Josh Tomlin has allowed 13 home runs this season, and Corey Dickerson, the game's playing in Cleveland at Progressive Field, which is pretty uh hitter friendly. So I would take uh, Corey Dickerson, I might take a risk on him if I'm going to, if I'm going into a tournament play and I am willing to spend about 3000 So he is, it is definitely, I think I might stick with Stanton a little bit over, over him if you have the price, the $200 difference, but if you're looking a little cheaper and you don't have enough to get Stanton in at 3000 I could see Dickerson being an option as well.
1: Yeah, right on, Chris. I can see where you're coming from. always want to pick out some potential tournament outfielders, especially to take advantage of lower ownership. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com now to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play, man. How nice would it be to turn uh, a buck into maybe a couple thousand this evening? So you can do that on FanDuel, go ahead and give it a shot here. But to succeed at that, you're going to need to pick uh maybe a tournament pitcher that has uh low ownership percentage and gives you some room to profit. Of course, uh you, you got to be risky, you got to roll the dice if you're going to come out ahead in a tournament. If you're going to get risky tonight, Chris, who are you looking at?
2: Yeah, what uh the pitcher that I'm looking at is actually Doug Fister. He's at 7600 and he's facing the Angels tonight. While uh While the ceiling isn't extremely high, which is kind of sometimes what you want, I don't see many guys at a lower value tonight that have a a gigantic ceiling. So from what I've looked at, and I'm sure you would agree, that there weren't many uh, tournament options this evening from what I can see.
1: Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you're almost going... I could see if you wanted to play right or even or even um, lackey or one of the aces. But like when you start lowering the price, there's a whole lot of garbage on the slate tonight. A lot of players that I don't want to touch entirely. I mean, pr- pretty much any pitcher um, below seventy five hundred. I feel like it's just throwing money in the trash at this point because they're probably going to get blown up. That being said, I got to dig for one. Personally, I like Nate Carnes, and the biggest reason behind that is win probability. Now, the over-under in this game is 10. I get it. Not great. But Seattle, minus 139 road favorites against Detroit. Carnes is decent. He gives you reasonable strikeout potential. I mean, not, definitely not going to be double digits like your Kershaws and Bumgarners, but I just I can see Pelfrey getting blowing up pretty badly, the 1-7 Mike Pelfrey here. And uh, so for that reason, because I'm stacking Mariners, I could see doing a Carnes play as well. Just mostly based on win win probability, but I do see where you're coming from with Fister, Chris. There's a there's a decent chance with low ownership, and 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 the Angels bats just uh not really all that attractive.
2: Yeah, I was uh well I was mentioning well the ceiling isn't extremely high. He has reached uh, forty two plus points in two of his last in his last two starts, and thirty nine plus in his last three. So he certainly could provide some value if he can reach those targets, hit over forty points. You need that win probably with him cuz he's not a huge strikeout guy, but he does have a healthy cushion as they're uh, 145 favorites, minus 145 favorites against mm-hmm. the Angels in that game. And uh and I was looking at that the top of their order is pretty decent for the Angels, but it really kind of falls off when you go to the second half. So there's a lot of um there's a lot of room for some value even though he's not a huge strikeout guy. If you want to get like a ton of those big bats stacking against those those uh, lower end pitchers, here's uh, I believe Fister might be a guy that can provide some support in doing
1: yeah. so. Okay, I do like that. So once again, to wrap things up for cash games, Chris is a big fan of Madison Bumgarner tonight. I'm all over Stephen Wright here uh, for tournaments, Chris. Likes giving Doug Fister a shot. I like giving Nick Carnes a shot, but neither of us are too crazy about either of those plays. I think, although there's a chance. And then, of course, the hitter lock of the evening is Mark Trumbo against Derek Holland. Well, thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time FanDuel users that make it a deposit of twenty-five dollars or more via RotoWire can get six months of complimentary access check out rotowire.com on your own just go to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire.com slash pod once again chris Benzine joining me thank you for joining me today chris uh, you can follow chris at crispy272002 you can follow me jake Latarski at jakeski52 the rotowire daily fantasy podcast will return tuesday with myself and john mckechnie
0: they're gonna kill the love of my life Casey! if i don't go back to what i was doing this friday our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless how far would you go for love you steal a truck bring it to me then you make your money is it dangerous Of course, it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation In hundreds of locations across the globe access to a center is easy and affordable interested in experiencing the ee system technology for yourself go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire blue wire to learn more and find a center near you